You're so cheap you can't even pay attention. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to We're Potting This Together. You know, it's the podcast where we guide you through all of your favorite or not-so-favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve. I'm Brady. And I'm Carol. You better saddle up, bucko, and get your best jockey gear on, because today we're racing to watch Ready to Run. You probably don't remember or haven't heard of. Or you For super loved reason. it because you were a her- horse person. Sammy no, Ray even Daddy. horse people. No. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, what? What? give us a little bit of info. What is this movie about? A 14-year-old girl who works at a racetrack trains a talking racehorse with issues, transforming him into a winner. That's... These, these things are so misleading. It's so misleading. Isn't He's not a talking racehorse. She can talk to horses. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, I just like this how makes it, it sound like this issues. is like a, like the racehorse doesn't have issues. I think that whole family does. I think this entire <laughs> every character in this movie has issues, um, and the issue is that this girl is hallucinating conversations with the racehorse. Yes, have you guys seen this movie before? Nope. No, not even you. Not uh, even Carol? me. I don't. I think I remember. The one scene of all the horses lined up talking to each other. I feel like that was also in Doctor Doolittle or something. Maybe it was. Were yeah. there horses in Doolittle? Probably, and and in uh, Babe. That's it. That's it. That's what I was remembering. Um, do we have any other information for this movie? Um, it featured Logan from Veronica Mars. I do not remember the actor's name. I'll look on Jason the doc. Jason Doring. Jason Doring. Well, I was looking out for him because I, I looked up this movie beforehand and I was like, Jason Doring? No way. That's Logan Eccles. And so when the movie was playing, I was like, where's Logan? Where's Logan? And then Me I was too. like, this kid's got to be Logan. Uh, and we were excited previously because Sinbad is in this movie, but he's not really in this movie. He does voiceover. So anything like... I thought it's kind of interesting that Horse Sense had a, like, anti-racing agenda. Yes. And then this movie is all about, like, the racing. Yeah. It's like they've got two different um, points of view going on here. Very much so. And, like, in this movie, they didn't really sugarcoat anything. They're like, yeah, that horse is going to get killed. That was (laughs) horrible, by the way. That's pretty much the start of the movie, is uh, one of the horses uh, barely leaves the gates, and another one doesn't even finish, and the first thing this guy does is like, I'm going to get rid of that horse, we have to just get rid of it. Of course, Corey, the the girl, the main character, doesn't want this horse to be killed, obviously. It looked like a perfectly fine horse. I like how it was like a racing movie, but they made sure to talk about like treating the animals well, where they're like, oh, it happened because that guy was like running in the too hard and stuff. Yeah. And they t- talked about the rules. They were like, you can't use electronic devices or something to like shock the horses and you can't hit them too hard. Or... And it kind of showed that there were people who are interested in training horses and people interested in like 
the financial parts of it, I guess. So the the main character in the main character in this movie is called her name was Corey. Corey, uh, I literally just said it. Like, pay attention, Lori. Wow. She's tired of her life because she wants to be a damn jockey, but she just gets to shovel shit all day. She says it. I've been shoveling poop for you for two years. When am I going to be able to, like, ride and train and everything? I feel like she's not the owner of the horse, so the answer would be, like, when you buy a horse to... Yeah. But I don't really know how that stuff works, so... I don't know either. Sammy, you are a horse person for a second. How does it work? <gasps> oh. Hello, horse person. Um... Sammy's horse corner when a mommy horse and a daddy horse love each other very much oh. uh, they, <laughs> nice. they, they call the horse stork um, it's half horse half stork half ghost and they deliver a little a little baby baby horse it's tiny it's actually one of those you know the little Sebastian that you, it's little Sebastian it, but <laughs> It, to make it a racehorse, they stick it in water, like those expandable like dinosaurs that you got when you were a kid, and it grows up to be a, a, a racehorse overnight. And <laughs> yeah, that's that's Sammy's horse corner. Thank you. The end. <laughs> Guys, um, I just I just Google image searched half horse half stork, and nobody's <laughs> done that yet. Oh my gosh, you need to get on that. Uh, we need to rule 34 that. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I, I mean, like, I bet if I looked that up specifically, there, it would be a thing. But I, I'd, I'd rather not. Okay. Corey, our young horse lover, is not going to let this white horse be killed. So she goes to the barn at night and lets it go. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Is that ethical like i mean not so much like just like a stealing a horse and letting it go free but is the horse gonna be okay it's definitely gonna die and it's gonna die like a slow shitty death versus getting euthanized which like is still not okay but comparatively and also like horse don't horses usually come back to where they need to to be yeah, I, I sure. don't. I haven't tested that. I don't. I I don't know if it's like dogs and cats where they're like, oh, they found their home. I feel like horses are pretty smart, and they would tell. But like but when it, they're when they're like riding and stuff, like especially horses <sighs> at places like this, they like ride in their like area, so they wouldn't they, like. It wouldn't like run far and try to find like a herd of wild horses to join. It's that gonna, would be like... majestic. That's where that movie should have ended. She lets the horse out. <laughs> There's, like, a pack of, like, wild horses. He joins their horse gang, and then slow motion running, end. That's it. Oh, instead of a fish out of water story, it'd be a horse out of water story, <laughs> where this talking horse has to convince this other, like, barbarian horses that he's one of them. And that eventually be he becomes their movie. king. This also magically takes place in the uh, south of France. Um, I just remembered another horse story. So there was one day when I was still living at home with my parents. I went out to feed the horse or water the horses, and there was this other random horse just like standing there. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, it was terrifying because it was like five in the morning, so it was dark. Giant white horse with a mustache just like comes up. Oh, I was feeding the horses, so I had horse food like in my hands, and it just comes up to me, and I'm like terrified. I'm not super comfortable around giant horses. Yeah. And this is a strange one just walking right up to me, and I'm like, please, friend, go away. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, come back to the house, and it's following me oh my back gosh. to the house. I'm, like, walking up to the front porch, and there's, like, a horse following me up to the front porch. Um, and hi. I walk inside, and I'm like, Mom, there's a there's a horse. <laughs> At the door. He, I, he, he's I, here to see ya. Like, I've made a friend, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the boy like, home. Oh, my God. Uh, so it turns out some neighbors down the road, uh, they they didn't treat their horses very well. It was severely underfed, and Aww. it got out and came to feed itself in our yard. My mom had to call the sheriff to get that horse returned to its family a few times yeah she had to cut i mean what else are you gonna do my mom can't afford to like take in a new horse we did keep it in the pasture for a while uh like the third time it got out and tried to come join us uh my mom kept it because she's like i don't want to give it back to that family that family's not taking good care of it but uh like the third time they held on to it for a little bit and then found a, a home for it so there is a happy ending the horse found a home He's not glue. Well, maybe he is now. I don't know. That was several oh, years ago. Oh, God. And that's Sammy's horse corner. Horse corner. Corey goes, saves this white horse, and all the other horses in the barn are like, whoa, so brave. She, I can't believe she did that. That's awesome. And they literally start talking. Talking horses. This movie took a turn. That was the point where I I was, like, pretty sure that I wasn't going to be interested in this movie. And that's where it went from, like, pretty sure to definitely sure. It's yeah. like somebody was like, guys, do you know what kids these days miss? Mr. Ed. That's what this generation needs. <laughs> Except it wasn't even Mr. Ed. Like, Mr. Ed was more interesting than this. Okay, I'm just wondering what demographic were they thinking of for this movie? Horse people. There's a lot of them. It felt a little... Because the Disney, the previous decoms we've seen, the demographic seems to be like 12, 13, 14, and this seemed a little like 8, 9, 10 yeah. sort of age group. Which like you'd is have to odd. be younger and not really care about a movie to watch this. Maybe at this point, Disney was still trying to figure out exactly what their demographic was. They were kind of just like testing it. Yeah. I don't know. There we're like, what? 20 movies into this at this point yeah but they made so many this year i feel like they knew that like not all of them would be hit so they were just kind of like experimenting to see like what did the best like going forward yeah well they were like horse sense was a huge hit with the lawrence brothers let's make another horse movie well and these had to be like freaking dirt cheap to make too oh yeah as far as movies go i feel like they were where are we on the plot um number three ish okay um they wash horses. Yeah. <laughs> so the horses talk, and the next day she comes back, and it's just normal routine. They're washing horses, picking up poop. Oh, but they people come to get the horse that she let out, and they don't find it, and they just give up. And then the guy's like, you don't know anything about that, do you? And she starts to, like tattle on herself and he's like i thought you didn't know anything about that and i was right and like ends it and it's great i like that part yeah uh, there's a dude who comes 
to like show off one of the jockeys that he's kind of trying to employ or something. He's like, yo, check out this jockey. Like you need someone to ride your horses. You need good horses. Also your barn may be at risk because you haven't had any winning horses lately. That means you're a failure. What was weird is like, so they bring in like the Logan dude as a jockey. He's very tall. I feel like it's like, I feel like it's widely known that jockeys are very small, and he was yeah. taller than the guy who owned the barn. And oh. also, the reason that the girl can't ride, they keep bringing it up, because like, the guy who owns the barn is pretty close with her family, is that her dad died yeah. in apparently a horse accident? It's like, how, yes. how common is that? I feel like it's not common. They're asking, acting like he was like a race car driver, and she wanted to take on like the car driving. I mean, obviously, they didn't treat it like it was no big deal, but it felt a little less of a deal than it should have been. Like, I feel yeah. like it's it can be, um, you can get injuries pretty common. I mean, horses are scary. They are. It, uh, just, it was it was so. a weird it was a weird way to go with it. I don't know. I get it though. the The protective mother, who probably watched the accident, she probably like saw it happen during the race. Oh my God! Can you imagine? You're like, oh, let's go to the horse races. Jesus, that guy just got decapitated. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was their. That was the reason she could not race, even though it was very clear that's what she wanted to do. Instead, they have that circus jockey. Did they kept saying circus instead of rodeo, which also is kind of like, why didn't you just say rodeo clown? That would make more sense and be more relevant and yeah. fits the context. But cool circus, I guess. At this race. Um, the black horse <laughs> loses yet again. He like failed the first time and this time he just, I don't think he made it past the gate this time. Can we talk about what the horse's name is? He has a name. Thunder, Thunder Jam. Jam. TJ for short. TJ. The owner gets really mad at this. He's like, this is it. This is the final straw. I'm ready to turn this horse into glue, beat it, break its legs, whatever, like. I don't even care about the insurance claim. Just get rid of this horse. Luckily, Corey is standing right there. Um, sir, I have a bag of peanuts. Would you trade this horse for a bag of peanuts? You said you'd tra- give him away for anything. Somehow she has, like, the accent of Oliver Twist. Please, sir, may I have a horse? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm picturing, Yes. Uh, well, first of all, the guy said that he would trade it for a bag of peanuts first. She, this wasn't, like, some harebrained idea. Oh, okay, she was yeah. Like, hey, and she just happened I'll to be holding you. him. She's like, oh, okay, this could be I a thought thing. that was unreasonably coincidental that he's like, trade it for a bag of peanuts. And she's sitting there holding a bag of peanuts, like, mm. It was fate. She was fated to have T.J. Miller as her horse. <laughs> T.J. Miller. Wow. <laughs> it was fate. So she, right then and there, she's like, yes, I'm going to take on this responsibility of owning my own horse. This is like taking the, like, bringing home a dog that you didn't tell your parents about to a new level. Yeah. Yeah. So she, luckily, the trainer that she works for is letting her keep the horse in his barn, in his stables. And the mom is really upset about her having a horse. Reasonably. I mean, yeah. Aside from the financial things, she's still like... This, I don't really even want you to be around horses, let alone owning one. Have we also gotten to the fact that, like, there's this weird 
thing going on with the mom and the horse barn owner where it's just like anytime that was happy like i get where they're going with it but i don't understand why that's in this movie it makes me kind of uncomfortable like he's like i'm interested in some woman but she's kind of unattainable blah 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 she's like well what if that woman were available and just like really weirdly adult flirting i liked it it was cute it was cute but it had no place in this it It had all the places in this this movie this movie was not about Corey. This movie was about her mom, who was reaching a new time in her life when she was ready to accept living in the present and starting anew. That's what the ready-to-run means. She, <gasps> she had been uh... stuck in place with her husband, and now she's ready to run into a new life with a new oh, man. Madre. See, <laughs> Corey really wanted to be able to race with this horse. And she was so excited for it. But then the owner of the barn comes in. He's like, you know, that horse isn't going to race. Like, he's a failure. He didn't do well at all. I just took him in to be nice. And because he wanted to. I don't have any intention of letting that horse do anything. But she, she convinces him. She's like, let me at least just let him practice and get him out there to train. Completely shocking to everybody. That horse is just born to run. <sighs> He, the horse, sees a poodle, and he gets really scared. He's like, what the freak is that? Ah." So it turns out TJ can run pretty fast, and they get really excited. They're like, I've never seen a horse that fast before. He has potential. We can do this. And they end up hiring that silly circus jockey from before. Thunder Joe and the girl talk it keeps doing that thing that has definitely never been a joke in every single talking animal thing where she says something to the horse and then it's kind of insulting sounding and the person next to them is like who are you calling a goat face she's like oh no the horse oh never mind this went on for so long too <sighs> like I, I understand that they need a gimmick it's a kids movie talking horses sounds great but like they didn't even try to sell it I feel like you could take the talking horse part out of this movie and it would still... It, yeah, it'd still like just you be... you don't need it. Yeah, the whole, like... That whole thing was unnecessary. So they try to get Thunder Jack... Thunder... Thunder Jam? Thunder Josh. <laughs> thunder Thighs. They try to get Thunder... I was thunder about to say Jam. Thunder Thighs. <laughs> they try to get Thunder Jam back into the race. And the people at the racing stables don't even want him to. They're, They're like, like, Thunder why? John is never going to race again. He he has issues, as previously stated in the IMDb summary. And he's like, dude, you need to know when to let it go. It's not going to work. You know, you need to know when to hold them, when to fold them, and when to Literally gallop away. shut up. Then, I wish I knew that. Who, who's the guy who owns the stables? Marcus. Marfus? Marvis. Marvis. Is that Marvin. a real name? Marvin? Yes. Um, Marvin is totally convinced. He's like, you have to trust me. I know a good horse when I see it. And you have to believe in the horse that they're going to do it and achieve everything that they can. And I'm a good trainer. Um, after which we get a wonderful horse riding and music montage again. Woo. I think they actually had a song like with the title of the movie in it, which was fun. Yeah. That's that's where their budget went. They did, the music wasn't horrible, and they had good scenes of horses racing. 
if you were really into horses, I understand that this would probably be your cup of tea. As the resident super horse nerd girl person. Okay, what about 12-year-old super horse person? Probably not, no. Like I said, this is the first decom I haven't seen before, so I can't really put myself in the place of 12-year-old me to say whether okay. or not I en- would have enjoyed it. That's fair. But... And that's Sammy's Horse Corner. Lava. Horse Corner. Yay. <laughs> they find out that they can definitely race. Oh, and they get really excited about it. And they figure out that if they put headphones on the horse... Okay, so, like, were the headphones... Did they show where the music was coming from? Because this would have been right around the time that CD players were becoming more commonplace. Uh, but the skip, protection slash, the skip protection slash battery usage on those would have been insane. Because if you turned on skip protection, your battery was dead in, like, three seconds. So, like, was he using a cassette? Yeah. He had a giant yellow CD player. Yeah, I remember trying to ride the bus with my CD player, uh, oh. and I... Every time you hit, like, not even a pothole, just, like, a bump in the road. Yeah. Road trips, you'd, like, kind of hold it in your fingers and, like, balance it. They let Logan from Veronica Mars dress up in a ton of different jockey outfits. That was pretty great. It was funny. Have we even mentioned Logan's name in this movie? I don't remember what it was. His name is Moody. Moody? Moody? Yeah. Yeah, Mad-Eye Moody. That was it. This was his origin story. Okay. There was one point where he just, like, walks out and starts gyrating, and then Corey, like, stands up and starts gyrating yeah. with him. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is going on here? And then Marvin is over there, and the entire time he's just Marvin's like, no. actual name is Hector. I lied, and I feel bad about it now. You can't lie like that, or else I literally will just use it the Well, right time. after you, like, said a bunch of stuff about Marvin, then I was like, oh, Hector, the barn owner, and you're like, yep, and you didn't get it, and I was, like, trying to be super <laughs> obvious that I had misled you, but, like, Okay, you well, unless you want to take the notes next time, give me the right names. I'm just kidding. I'm not actually that upset about it. Josh can't even get our names right, so. <laughs> oh, God, I know, Bernice. What's his name? <laughs> Hector. <laughs> Marvin. Hector. Hector's sitting over there, and the entire time he's just like, no, no. The night before this big race with Thunder Jam, Hector and Corey are just kind of sitting and talking. It's kind of a tradition that Hector and her dad would stay up all night before a race and just, like, talk, you know, talk about it, I guess. He starts telling her the story of how he used to work for Garrus, who was the bad, the bad guy in this movie, I guess. And how he quit when Garrus was going to race a horse that had, like, a scratch on it or that was hurt or injured. And he's like, I quit, but uh, the jockey was already on the horse riding, and the jockey ended up hitting his head, and that was your dad. And that's why I don't work for Garrus anymore. So we learned that whole backstory of how Corey's dad... They 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 there's they win a bunch of races. They do real good, and then everybody's like, "This horse is super special," and they do this whole thing. And there's a mariachi band, and they're like, "We're putting you in the totally not Kentucky Derby." They enter him like like at the last minute, last chance. Like he wouldn't be able to apply for this race. They let him do it specially. So this Garris guy is really upset. He's like, 
that's the horse I gave away, and they're breaking the rules to let this horse in. And Moody tells Corey, he's like, hey... You mean Logan from Veronica Mars? Yes, him. He tells Corey, he's like, look, I know you're excited about this race, but I know you would be even more excited if you were the one who was to jockey, uh, because that's what you really want, like... And when that happened, I thought he was going to, like, accidentally, quote, hurt himself or something to put him out of the running, like, last minute. Yeah. To be like, you have no other option. Don't worry. It'll happen another way, coincidentally. I was pretty worried that he would not injure himself, actually, so I'm glad you said that. <sighs> the bad guy, Mr. Garris, goes in to have a little talk with Thunderjam, even though he can't talk to horses. And he throws a cigarette in, and it starts a fire. Uh, Moody burns his hand. The only person who could fill that role, who's comfortable enough with that horse, is Corey. Never saw that coming, guys. <gasps> no. <sighs> okay. Corey really wants to jockey. Her mom is steadfast against this. She's not going to let it happen. The, the quote here was, you might be ready to ride, but I'm not ready, ready to let you. But the next morning, uh, her mom has an epiphany. Look, I, I realized... I've been not letting you do the things you want, even though this is something you love and you're gifted at it and you can talk to horses. Like, I know that's a thing. So it's just foolish for her to not let her daughter do what she wants to do. The day, the big race is here. And, oh no, the horse cannot wear its headphones. Which, okay, also, like, they didn't make any special headphones for the horse, did they? It was just no. like no. headphones, which that's not how that works. It's not. Um, so yeah, basically like it's over at this point. They win the race somehow. And... Uh, because Moody goes up over the PA system oh, yeah. and plays music. Which, okay, what what's the connection with music and the horse? Like, I understand it helps him focus. It was something about the beat. Like, at one point, Moody was explaining that, like, the different... There's different, like, kinds of music for the... Like, Gallop is, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Trot is, like, Frank Sinatra or something. I don't know. He was, like, the different rhythm gives them a different, like, groove. And I guess Thunder Thighs was into whatever music they were listening to. (laughs) Okay, Moody yeah. had like listed off all these people that I was like, yeah, okay, I see it. And then they, they're like, here, take a listen. And they put on the headphones and it's some like completely random, never heard of it band that they had nothing license. to do with with those Can styles you mentioned. imagine this decom with the soundtrack provided solely by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? It would have been a much yeah. better movie. <laughs> but yes, they end up just winning the race and they get a giant trophy. She builds a house or something. Um, Moody plays, has like a DJ set going. Oh, I forgot. I don't know if so much as forgot is suppressed. Yeah. And that was it. And thank you. I cannot, I'm not able to talk about this movie further. This is the end. Goodbye. Um, did lessons learned? Did you learn anything from this movie? I learned that people headphones fit horses properly. I'm going to try to put some headphones on my cats to see it makes them oh my cats gosh, better. That'd be cute. I learned, listen to your heart when it's <laughs> calling for you. Listen, <laughs> to, your listen to your heart. There's nothing else you can do. <sighs> Don't you know that? 
I don't know the rest of the I don't words. know them either, but <laughs> that's... They have that moment in the movie where they're like, you've always had it inside of you. You just need to know it in your heart or head or something. <laughs> it was supposed to be one of those inspirational movies where it's like, you can do it. You just have to believe that you can do it. But it that didn't come across. I learned that not even Logan Eccles can make this movie good. Oh. Well, I want to state for the record that I hated Logan's character and Veronica Mars. Same. I never cared for him. So, that's been Sammy's first Thank you. (laughs) You may now put your horse in the corner. Let's get into an IMDb review. This review is by Ale from Texas in March of 2004. Before Seabiscuit, there was the talking horse. No, not Mr. Ed. TJ from Ready to Run. It had to be my favorite horse raising movie besides National Velvet. But Disney Channel has stopped showing it a lot, so I haven't seen it in a while. Hmm. But I see it on Derby Day. This was a fantastic movie and perfect for the horse lover. Though the talking horse and listening to the music while racing was not that creative, it has great music, kind of strange for a horse racing movie, and pretty horses. I give this movie 8 out of 10. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. No, we haven't. We haven't given reviews. We haven't given reviews. Okay. I give it a 4. I was going to give it a 5. Logan from Veronica Mars is a little bit tainted now, and he won't be as brooding when I rewatch Veronica Mars inevitably very soon, and so it loses a point for that. I would say Ready to Run is um, not my favorite. There was so little keeping me into this movie. There were so few moments that I found interesting or enjoyable. I have to give this, like, a two. Um, yeah, this movie's a one. Wow. How did I give I, it a higher rating? I don't know. Uh, I can't think soft. of anything. Like, there's nothing. Like, I can't. I think the uh, the scene where Logan from Veronica Mars is trying on jockey outfits was yeah, nice. entertaining. And, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> the next movie is Quince. Quince? I've heard about this movie. I have seen this movie. I'm not looking forward to it Uh-oh. because of reasons. I'm worried. But, uh, is it the same girl from Halloween yes. Town? Yes, it is. 100%. Lori, do you have a prediction? It's a... Um, so it's going the, the root of color of friendship, where it's taking a serious turn. This is kind of like an after-school special sort of thing. It's the woes of teenage pregnancy. She gets pregnant, and surprise, it's Quince. And it's like a... Oh, crap. ...cautionary tale. Josh, have you seen it? I I haven't. Josh, I feel like there will be about? five babies in it, though. That's exactly... <gasps> True, and that's why I'm not looking forward to it, because, uh, spoiler and... alert, I don't like babies. And that's the <laughs> And that's been Sammy's baby corner. <laughs> Where she put that baby in the put it, Just corner. put it in the corner. Okay. <laughs> just put, put all the babies in corners. I don't know, you guys. This movie could surprise us. It could be another stepsister in the hiding, or it could be a ready-to-run-in-the-dirt all right, you guys, thanks for listening to this wonderful episode of We're Potting This Together. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movie, you can find us on social media or email us at pottingthistogether at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. 
Guys, I don't know that I like being associated as the uh, resident horse person. <laughs>